The Derek Hunter Podcast for the 7th of December, 2022. It's actually, technically, I'm recording this on the 6th, but when you're hearing this, it is the date which will live in infamy, which I'll address tomorrow, ironically enough. We just mess with the timeline here. We mess with the space-time continuum. This show is a clear violation of the Prime Directive. There's a little bone for all you nerds out there. Anyway, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Don't forget, enter to win the Battle of the Billionaires, Donald Trump versus Peter Thiel and Blake Masters. But Donald Trump, I don't think Blake Masters is a billionaire. I think he's got millions of dollars. But uh, the autograph books this week, Donald Trump versus Peter Thiel, which is also signed by Blake Masters because they co-wrote the book together, zero to one. At patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter.locals.com. Check it out. Please become a supporter of the show. The show could use some support. All right. Let us start the program. Lots to get to. There's a lot to get to. A bunch of things going on today. I want to talk about this. I'm going to start off with this Supreme Court case because the left never stops, they never end. And it is, um, it, it's relentless. You've got to admire it in a certain way. But you also have to recognize that sooner or later, especially if they get their way with the courts, either enough people retire or die and there's a Democrat in office, or they really just get their way and they, they pack the Supreme Court, that these people are going to destroy any sense of the first they want to destroy the second amendment they want to destroy the parts of the first amendment they don't like mostly that have to do with religious liberty and your right to say whatever you want not anybody else they don't really give a damn like look there's nobody on the left saying things that the left finds objectionable there's a lot of people on the left saying things that the right finds objectionable, but the right isn't a crypto-fascist organization made up of people who would be easily fitted into the Nazi party in 1935. That's not how the right is, how the right's portrayed, but it's just not how the right is. Reality has very little bearing on what the left act- on, on uh, what the left does or says. But uh, there listen to this. This just kind of explains it. Because there's a, a web designer out in Colorado who doesn't want, she says, that it violates her religious beliefs, her deeply held religious beliefs that marriage is between a man and a woman, that designing websites for gay marriages, apparently, I never did a website for a marriage. I, just, I, I suppose we could have. It was 2015, I think, we were married. I think it was 2015 that we were married. The uh, websites existed yeah they did they were mostly like form websites where you just kind of plug in like a live journal and you plug in your information but they existed we didn't do that we didn't bother for it it at all the only thing we did on the web is when we got married we sort of had everything that we needed so like would you where do we register we didn't register anywhere we basically without saying it said uh, you know if you wouldn't mind we'd rather have money (laughs) 
who didn't come out and say it. But the, that's, most people getting married, I think, like they put the crockpot on there. They go. The problem is you go through the target with the, the laser gun and you can go if you want to have some fun, kids, just for fun. Find somebody to go with. Doesn't matter if it's a, a, a man or a woman. But yeah, or another, which one of your friends are. Go and pretend to register for a wedding at uh, a Target or something like that. And just go around and scan stuff. It's just fun. But the people who do do it, they get swept up in the moment. And they just go, oh, uh, nice toaster. Like, do you not have a toaster? Well, I do have a toaster, but this is a nicer toaster. Hey, a crock pot. All right. Do you uh, make a lot of soups, a lot of all-day roast? No, never. I don't even cook. Then why the hell are you scanning for a crock pot? Hey, really nice plates that we'll probably use twice and will mostly be a burden when we move and uh, finding storage will be impossible for it in our kitchens. But let's get this set of a gravy boat, which we just had uh, Thanksgiving. I probably could have used a gravy boat, but if I just had a bowl with a ladle. So, I mean, that worked out. That's that's your great. It's a gravy dinghy, I guess. But uh, you don't need a gravy boat because there's no other use for a gravy boat. That's why it's called a gravy boat, not a stuff you'd ladle out over your food boat that has a lot of different options. It's gravy. How often do you make gravy? I don't make gravy very often or ever, really. It comes out of a jar. Sacrilege, I know. But that's you know what you do when you're registering with these websites. I don't know why I'm going off on this. But I'm just telling you, if you're ever going to a wedding, people want money. That's it. They want money. They might have registered somewhere. And, oh, man, a set of uh, hot pads for taking stuff out of the... That's great. They'd use an old sock or something. Give them money. Do them a favor. But these websites now are all the rage because you got to tell your story. Oh, this is how we met. And this is the first photograph of us together. And this is the second photograph of us together. And this is me holding her hair as she pukes. And this is this is us getting into a fight. And then this is us going to the whatever and blah, blah, blah. And like, nobody, we don't need to know that, all right? You're getting married, we're in. We're in or we're out, whatever the case is. So this web designer is a devout Christian who believes that marriage is between a man and a woman. And of course, it being Colorado, there's no shortage of activists on the left willing to torment anybody who dare hold those deeply held religious beliefs. Just like Jack Phillips, the guy from Masterpiece Cakes, every time he wins a Supreme Court victory, some other configuration of left-wing victimhood walks through the door and demands, make me a cake as fast as you can. Oh, you won't do a uh, gay wedding cake, and you don't have to, according to the Supreme Court. All right, well, how about uh, a gender reveal cake, or a gender, I'm not a gender reveal cake, a gender transition cake? No, not interested in that. No, we're going to sue you for that. You're violating our... They won't leave the guy alone. Well, this woman, they won't leave alone either. Um, but listen to... Her name is Lori Smith. Now, what's amazing to me, Denver always comes down on the side of the left. Or Colorado always does. But listen to the way... Just listen to this Reuters headline. U.S. Supreme Court leans toward web designer with... Anti-gay marriage stance. Not pro-religious stance, not pro-freedom stance. Anti-gay marriage stance. It's always anti-this. It's it's anti-choice on abortion. Not pro-life. It's anti-choice. The way these people frame this thing is very Goebbelsian 
in the way they do it. The story, U.S. Supreme Court cons- uh, Supreme Court's conservative majority on Monday appeared ready to rule that Christian web designer has a right to refuse to provide services for same-sex marriages in a case the liberal justices said could empower certain businesses to discriminate on constitutional free speech protections. Based on, well, constitutional free speech, free speech, you can discriminate on that. You can <laughs> We have an absolute right to free speech. We have an absolute right to our uh, freedom of religion and how to practice it. And I tell you, this is a case of BS. Whoever this gay couple is who wandered into this website, they were not by accident. This uh, To get to the Supreme Court takes a few years to get to the Supreme Court. If these people were serious, if these people, oh, we love each other so desperately, we have to be married, they're married by now. They found somebody else to design their website. But just like the masterpiece cases, those plaintiffs were chosen. Those plaintiffs were sought out and chosen. I don't think people realize how much of the Supreme Court, particularly when it's leftists bringing a case, is chosen. They decide who the defendants are going to be. They decide where to file the case. They find somebody in that region. To, it's, uh, you know, there was, I can't remember her name right now, and shame on me for not being able to do it, but there was another woman. Rosa Parks, of course, is a very famous defendant and uh, in the segregation case and the riding of the back of the bus. Everybody knows Rosa Parks, but did you know that there was a woman, a black woman who was arrested for the same thing? Before Rosa Parks, around the same time, but earlier before Rosa Parks and the uh, civil rights activists, especially it was a different time, can't blame them per se, but it's just an illustration of what I'm talking about. They considered using this other girl as the test case, as the case to get before the Supreme Court. They were looking for a case. Not that Rosa Parks didn't actually you know, do what she did, but uh, they were waiting for somebody to do what they did. But this other girl, the problem is they didn't use her, would have you know, shaved some time off this. They didn't use her because she got pregnant out of wedlock. It had nothing to do with the case, the uh, rights of people, the separate but equal being garbage, blah, blah, blah. Discrimination was discriminated against because of the color of her skin, but because of the circumstances and the societal norms at the time, she was determined by the powers that be to not be the right defendant for this particular cause. And so they waited until Rosa Parks came along. And boom, then it was game on because Rosa Parks was not, I don't think she was married at the time. She certainly didn't, wasn't pregnant and having a child out of wedlock. It's that sort of thing. These cases don't happen by accident. You think the Christian, a normal person, a gay couple walks into a Christian baker and says, we want you to do our wedding cake. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't make wedding cakes for gay marriages. I'm sorry. It violates my deeply held belief. Those people, A, go, well, to hell with you, pal, then, or whatever. Maybe they're mad about it, but you leave and you go someplace else to get your cake made. Why? Because you're getting married and you need a cake or you want a cake or whatever. And also, you don't want a cake made by somebody who doesn't want to make your cake. Why would you want a cake? Why would you eat food? 
You put a big sign out in front of your restaurant that says, my God, conservatives suck. They can, suck. They can all go to hell. We don't like conservatives here. I'm not going in there. First of all, why the hell would I give you my business? Secondly, if I went in there, I wouldn't trust that you wouldn't do something disgusting to my food. So, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Unless I wanted to make a federal case out of it, and then I'm in there, bib on, fork and, and uh, knife, up like a stereotypical moron, ready to, waiting for dinner, start banging the silverware on the table and all of that. That's what these cases are. There are uh, uh, 500 web designers, 1,000 web designers in Colorado, and it's a web designer. You could hire anybody in the country or around the world to design your gay marriage website. They found somebody who wouldn't do it, and that's who they demanded do it because it's a power trip, and the left really wants to be able to control people. It's, uh, it's pretty disturbing and pretty disgusting. Not as disturbing and disgusting as the... Some of the oral arguments, but it's how the left operates. So I want to play you some audio from the Supreme Court and about the Supreme Court just to illustrate how um, weak, I guess, the argument is. This, it all comes down to just leave everybody alone. Why would you want to associate with somebody? There aren't uh, too many... Uh, black people going, you know what, I want to sue the Klan because I want to join the Klan. I think that I'm not interested in joining the black Hebrew Israelites. I'm just, I'm not looking around to join the the uh, nation of Islam. It's weird, though. When I was a roofer in Detroit, uh, they'd always be, you know, guys, members of the nation of Islam. Felt bad for them. It was hot as hell. I was roofing in the summer. And they're wearing the suits with the bow ties. And a bow tie is wildly uncomfortable. A tie is uncomfortable when it's hot and you're standing on the corner selling the final call or a bag of fruit. And it was a buck, a buck for either one, you know. And so I'd call over the guy and he'd come over. He wasn't, didn't, I don't know, he probably wasn't super happy, but come over. And I'd have my dollar and he'd always hand me the bag of fruit. And I said, no, no, I want the, the final call. I used to have a little collection of final calls. Because uh, I like to read. It's at least back in the 90s. I can't imagine it's changed all that much. It was a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy to read what uh, Uncle Louis Farrakhan was up to. So <laughs> I'd get the final call. And it always confused them. Every once in a while, I'd take the bag of fruit because you know, you're hungry and you want a banana or an apple or something. But I'd, always, I'd usually go for the final call. It would throw him for a loop. But I'm not looking to join. I didn't want to wear the bow tie. I felt bad for the guy, like, sweating to death out there selling these things for a buck apiece. But eh, he chose to do it. But uh, I wasn't going to convert him either. I wasn't going to try and deprogram him. He'd live his life how he wants. He'd live my life how I want. This argument in the Supreme Court in this case of the website designer, some of the arguments the left put forward were, a little bit insane. Now, this clip, first clip here is Amy Coney Barrett asking whether or not, okay, if uh, if a straight, if a Christian web designer can't tell a gay couple, look, I just, I don't support gay marriage. It's against my religious beliefs. I don't want to do your website. It violates my religious beliefs. Then uh, can a gay wedding site designer turn away a straight couple 
is not based on religious discrimination. Listen, listen to the first part here. Might be an unusual case, but the problem and, and what a lot of the hypotheticals are getting at is, however we decide this case, obviously applies to others. And what if we say it's not the New York Times, but what if we say that it's a gay rights group that wants to publish gay rights announcements online all year round, not just for Gay Pride Month, because it wants to celebrate love in that community. And so it publishes only same-sex marriage announcements and turns away opposite sex. Can the gay rights organization do that? Well, I think there that's very unlikely to be a public accommodation, so the answer is likely well, yes. Paid. So, so they can do that because they're not a public accommodation. Public accommodation is only applies to protected classes. And it's protected classes based... Now, when they say what protects against discrimination based on sexual orientation, they don't mean sexual orientation. Everybody has a sexual orientation, whether it's gay, straight, or whatever. Everybody has a sexual orientation. They mean very expressly one particular sexual orientation or very specifically not one particular sexual orientation. There, I don't think there is any laws on the books there are any law on the books excuse me i don't think there are any laws on the books expressly designed to protect straight people from discrimination for being straight now you can sit there and say well everything straight people are it's designed to protect straight people no you're missing the point i mean if you don't want to see the forest for the trees i can't help you but if you are a gay website, as uh, Justice Coney Barrett was pointing out there, you could then say, look, we do, we do gay wedding announcements only. We are a celebration of all things gay. Well, they're not likely to, uh, to say, well, we don't want to run your straight message because we don't like straight people. They're probably likely to say, we don't run it. We're gay only. Okay, you're free to be. You should be free to be that. The case can't be they're violating, if you want to force me to run your straight marriage announcement, is a violation of my deeply held religious beliefs. Because to my knowledge, anyway, there aren't any religions out there that are based expressly on the belief, or at least include the belief, that gay relationships are the only real Wait, I don't think that there's a religious text out there that says gay marriage is gay lifestyle is the only gay is the only lifestyle straight lifestyle. Forget it. If they did, there may have been throughout time, but I would go ahead and speculate that if they were, if they did exist at anywhere in human history, they not bred themselves out of existence because you can live your life however you want. You just can't change biological reality, whatever. So discrimination in that case, according to this guy, is fine because it's not. They're the victim. They're not straight people are not a protected class. And so you can discriminate against them rather than just say people should be free to do whatever they want. All right. Now, if you're a public business, you can't if you really want to turn away like we don't serve black people in this restaurant. OK, uh, you'd get sued, you'd lose and everything and you'd, you'd just lose. But if you really wanted to do that, I want to know that restaurant. I want to know that restaurant, not so I can go there and eat their stromboli, but so I cannot go there. So I would not go there by accident. Right. Isn't that the way it works? The market would destroy that business. Anyway, the lawyer then, the uh, exchange between Coney Barrett and the lawyer continues. And at the end, you'll hear him, he kind of, he said they wouldn't be able to do it, but then he says they would be able to do it. Right at the end, it's, 
It's kind of tough to hear, but if you know what to look for, you'll you'll pick it out. Why? I mean, they're paid. I mean, they, they craft these for, and it's a business, it's a commercial enterprise, but they craft these announcements for the gay community. I guess, who crafts the announcement? I thought so it was- it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gay rights enterprise. It's a, it's a group run by, you know, people who are interested in promoting gay rights, and it's a forum to celebrate gay marriage. They charge, you make money. And you run marriage announcements that have our story, et cetera. But it's done specifically to celebrate love in that community. Can they turn away opposite sex so, marriage announcements? In this unusual hypothetical, assuming they're public accommodation, they cannot turn away announcements based on the protective characteristics. So they couldn't turn, around, could turn away opposite sex announcements or interracial uh, marriages. They could. They could discriminate. And it's different. They couldn't turn away. And then he says they could turn away. They could turn away when he corrects himself. Then you have a society that is not based on equality, that is in fact based on inequality. Some people are more equal than others. Some animals are more equal than others. We really are becoming all these dystopian novels from the turn of the last century that were that were used, that were written as warning signs, and the left has turned them into guidebooks. Hey, 1984, let's really go animal farm. That sounds great. This is really wonderful things we should implement. Now, Neil Gorsuch brought up Jack Phillips, the masterpiece cakes guy. And he gets the lawyer for the state of Colorado to admit they sent him to the re-education camps, you see. But the lawyer won't say that they're re-education camps, you see. They are the. They just wanted to inform him. They wanted to educate him, not re-educate him, but educate him properly, which is really the definition of re-education. I'm, I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases. One you say is okay, the other one not okay. Because the company, unlike our first example of the, the speechwriter, yeah. the company here says, in no uncertain terms, will they ever sell a company as a, a a product or a service to a same-sex couple. No, what they say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone, a a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith, just as a speechwriter says, or the press release writer, the freelance writer says, I will not sell to anyone a speech that offends my religious beliefs. But here they are defining their service by excluding someone based on their... That's their religious belief. Well, in Colorado, you can't change their religious belief, right? No, but... but well, to, and you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics, yes. in theory. And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over, over the past several years, and, and my friend has pointed to no example where this has been applied... Mr. A- Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with... It was a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. Olson. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a way to make sure that he was familiar with Colorado law and that he will comply with it or else we have ways of making him pay. We have ways of making you comply. Horse whip. Hmm. Now, some people would be surprised at that, would think that that's okay. Now I want to play you Katanji Brown Jackson. 
the latest, newest justice. She is historic. She is the woman, the human being, the person that Joe Biden swore to us. was probably the smartest person ever sent on the Supreme Court. Absolute super genius. Full-blown pinky to the incisor super genius. Listen to her make an analogy to It's a Wonderful Life, or try to. Exact same analysis to say, is the parade organizers otherwise... Ins- but otherwise- Hurley was a private association. It wasn't a public business. What I'm asking you is I have a public business. I'm a photographer. My belief is that, you know, uh, I'm doing It's a Wonderful Life scenes. That's what I'm offering, okay? I want to do video depictions of It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I, knowing that movie very well, I want to be authentic, and so only white children and families can be uh, 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 customers for that particular product. Everybody else can, I'll give to everybody else, I'll sell them anything they want, just not the It's a Wonderful Life depictions. Um, I'm expressing something, right, for your purposes, that, that speech. What about, uh, what's the other step? It's speech, and I can say anti-discrimination laws can't make me sell the It's a Wonderful Life package to uh, non-white individuals. She's so dumb. She doesn't understand the difference between a photo package theme and a religion and a deeply held religious belief. It's not some fly-by-night religion that was just created in somebody's garage like it's Apple or Microsoft. It is a religion. Oh, but so you, if you could discriminate based on this, you know, whole religion garbage thing, then you could do uh, It's a Wonderful Life and say only white people, only white people. See, when you're dumb as a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. That's Ketanji Brown-Jackson for you, the smartest woman in the history of the Supreme Court, in the history of law, perhaps the greatest legal mind ever. You have to be a special kind of senile to think that. And I give you the President of the United States of America. Got one more clip here related to the Supreme Court case, just to illustrate that it is not just Amy Coney Barrett, as historic as she is, who is wildly stupid when it comes to her arguments in the Supreme Court equating... It's a wonderful life with religion. How, tell me you don't have deeply held religious beliefs without telling me you have deeply held you don't have deeply held religious beliefs. Oh well, you compare a movie to deeply held religious beliefs. Yeah, that's 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 smart. That's great. This is CNN's Laura Coates. She's one of their star reporters over there, trying to make her into a host. I think. Um, because Jake Tapper soiled the sheets when he went into prime time. Not that he was doing gang. That's amazing. I can't believe Jake Tapper's show was such a bomb in prime time. Like, well, uh, did you ever look at his ratings in the daytime? Did you did you ever look at? Because if you if you had, you wouldn't have been that surprised. It's why CNN's fortunes haven't turned, given all the changes they've made. Like laying off people who do actual reporting and off uh, not on camera stuff and taking the same people you didn't like at other times of day and putting them on at different times of day. Like, oh, that'll fool them. No. It's like saying I really, I don't like meatloaf. Oh, well, don't worry. This is loaf of meat. Oh, all right. 
Instead of setting it next to the potatoes, you put it next to the peas. See, it's a completely different thing. You've just rearranged my plate. I don't eat any of this stuff. It's not going to change my allergies or whatever. Uh, that's what CNN seems to be doing. I don't understand how this is tough, but that Andy Licht guy is probably making a good you know, $5 million a year to simply screw things up. You know, good for him, I guess. But Laura Coates is one of the ones that they're trying to make into a rising star now because they don't have any stars. Think about it. Who? Sadly, Jake Tapper really is the biggest name on CNN I can think of. Don Lemon, I suppose, but they took him, threw him on at like 6 o'clock in the morning, so nobody's watching him. Nobody was watching that show to begin with. So Laura Coates <clears throat> tries to equate the idea of a Christian website designer being forced, forces the part, against their deeply held religious beliefs, again, their deeply held religious beliefs, tries to equate that with somebody running a restaurant, not wanting to serve macaroni and cheese to black people. Now you sit there and you say, well, that sounds incredibly stupid, Derek. There's got to be a more complex take than that. A little more nuanced, no. I wish that there were, but there are not. Listen to it for yourself. Exact same analysis to say, is the parade organizers otherwise... Ins- but otherwise- Hurley was a private association. It wasn't a public business. What I'm asking you is I have a public business. I'm a photographer. My belief is that, you know, uh, I'm doing It's a Wonderful Life scenes. That's what I'm offering, okay? I want to do video depictions of It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I'm knowing that movie very well. I want to be authentic, and so only white children and families can be uh, 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 customers for that particular product. Everybody else can, I'll give to everybody else, I'll sell them anything they want, just not the It's a Wonderful Life depictions. Um, I'm expressing something, right, for your purposes at that speech. What about, uh, what's the other step? It's speech, and I can say anti-discrimination laws can't make me sell the It's a Wonderful Life package to uh, non-white individuals. (laughs) No. No, because I'm not an idiot. I understand the difference between a deeply held religious belief and a skill and a meal. (laughs) It's <laughs> working in a restaurant. That's the difference. Therein lies the difference. If you are trying to force somebody to accommodate in special circumstances a particular person's deeply held or uh, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, against their deeply held religious beliefs, then you have a problem. Bake me a cake as fast as you can. But designing a website is different. I don't agree with the purpose of it. Well, so if the a better analogy would be these people aren't interested in better analogies. But a better analogy would be you are a Jewish business owner and the Nazis come in and want to hire you to make a website about how awful Jews are. Should you be compelled to do that? Not that not that gay marriage people are saying that, oh, my God, straight people are horrible or anything, although some of them are. But it, it, it's an analogy. Somebody go, no, I don't want to. You, you are the antithesis of everything that I stand for. You hate me. You hate me. I don't want to do work for you. Well, it doesn't matter. You, you're the best. 
We want the best. Now, I doubt the Nazis would come in and try and hire a Jew, and uh, a Jew would definitely be within their right to tell the Nazis to go to hell if they did. But if you want to try and make an analogy, it's a lot better than, what if you don't want to make your macaroni and cheese for somebody who's black? Well, as an artist, it's not. she's not denying this. She's not saying she doesn't have to do this as an artist. She doesn't have to do this as an American because it violates her deeply held religious beliefs. It doesn't violate her deeply held religious beliefs as an artist. It violates them as an American. And again, I don't believe any of these people actually want anybody who is opposed to gay marriage to be working on their gay marriage. Why should they? Why would you'd be crazy to? What I really want is to force somebody who does not like me or like what I'm doing or whatever. I want to force them to work for me. Huh. Well, I'm sure things would go well. I don't think so. Anyway, enough about that. I want to play this clip. This one I find uh, very hilarious. Speaking of, well... That's, no, let's do Corinne Jean-Pierre first, and then we'll get to the harpies on The View. <gasps> did you? Co- yeah, I did. We'll go to the ladies on The View. I'm watching the uh, press briefing yesterday. It's amazing to me how the White House has all of these opinions on the goings-on on Twitter about the Hunter Biden story. They're very concerned. They're very open. They're very... Uh, Forceful, they have opinions on how the story is being covered, but they're weirdly not being asked by anybody in the press corps about the story itself, right? This is how CBS News covered the story. There's a five minutes of, we've verified the uh, the story here. We've verified the laptop. Oh, congratulations, you verified the laptop. That's awesome. Two years later, you verified the laptop. What was on the laptop? Well, this five-minute CBS news story doesn't mention what was on the laptop. Doesn't come up. Doesn't mention it at all. So when you have a press briefing at the White House, you might think some reporter somewhere along the lines, instead of asking, what do you think about uh, the Twitter releasing this information, you might think, what do you think about the information itself? What about the information itself? But you don't get questions about the information itself. You get questions like this, and you give Karim Jean-Pierre an opportunity to ramble on about these Twitter documents while not really saying anything. Now they can say they've already talked about it. It's an old, They do do... Pay attention here because it is the old Clinton playbook, if you remember the Clintons. It's just simply declare anything to be an old story well, that's an old story it's not even worth talking about it's an old story even if it's not usually clinton's delayed 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 and then declared something to be an old story even when it wasn't even when there were new revelations but she just straight out declares it to be an old story because it is an old story even though she's it's never been actually reported And it's never been commented on by this White House or this president. And Joe Biden has never been asked about it in any serious way. I think Jake Tapper threw him one question about, are you concerned about your son's business? No, I'm not. All right. Well, that's fair enough. There's no serious explanation or exploration of this. But uh, listen to your tax dollars at work. You can almost you can almost smell them burning. You 
that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out. Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on, okay. So look, we see this as a, a, an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that, uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform, and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. Notice what she did there? Aside from declaring, look, this is an old story. I don't even know why you're bothering to talk about it. She then deflected. But they're allowing hate. They're enabling hate. They're encouraging hate. How? Where? Where is it? You notice there's nothing but anecdotal evidence. The left is now suddenly very concerned about the tone of things on Twitter. They weren't very concerned about the tone of things on Twitter when the very same hate was out there. It was just also matched with conservatives being censored for political opinions or daring to speak out anything against President Fauci. They had no problem with that. Now that that isn't happening anymore and people are allowed to express themselves beyond the accepted liberal narrative, suddenly they have a a huge problem with all these other things going on out there. But they can't cite anything that there's more because actually, if you look at what Elon Musk has done, he's nearly eliminated. You can't, it's impossible to eliminate completely, but he's nearly eliminated the exchange of the hashtags that were related to child pornography and the trading of child pornography. The old regime, the one that he bought it from, knew that this was going on. They were working on it, sort of, but they weren't. They could have shut it down completely. They didn't. Elon Musk, within a month of owning Twitter, shut it down completely. Good for him. It should have been shut down long ago. Working with law enforcement to expose these people. Good. Catch them. Throw them in jail. But there's no props to Elon Musk for that. There's no props to Elon Musk for even supporting the concept of freedom of speech. There is just this concern that, oh my goodness, hate is flourishing on Twitter. How do you know hate is flourishing on Twitter? Why, I've just declared it to be flourishing on Twitter. That's the extent of their evidence. That's it. You have these... uh, People who simply declare, and then the left-wing organizations, the Center for Online Hate or whatever, hate is up on Twitter. Really? It's up on Twitter? Where? Where's the evidence? It's all anecdotal. There's a piece on NBC News today where they even use hate seems to be up in the headline because they can't prove it. They have nothing to back up their assertions, but they just make them anyway because they need them to be true. And in the left-wing media needing something to be true wishing something is true were true or simply declaring it to be true is enough it's enough you just say it enough everybody's a racist why do you say well i heard joy Reid say well what evidence did she say well she said that uh, everybody was racist oh okay well there you go Uh, did she mention her racism no she didn't mention that did she mention her past homophobia or past transphobia. No, she didn't mention any of that. Well, that's weird. She's very concerned about these things. She mentioned whoever hacked her blog. No, that didn't come up. 
but she just declared it to be, and then she handed it off to Chris Hayes, who agreed with her. And so there you go. MSNBC wouldn't put things out there online or on the Internet or on their network that were not true, would they? They would never do such a thing. Why the thought of that is absurd. Except, of course, they do it all the time. It's their wheelhouse. It's where they live. They have this uh, piece up today on Joy Reid's blog about the Hunter Biden documents and the... uh, (laughs) The listening, the uh, the revelations. This is this is a think piece from the Joy Reid blog on MSNBC.com. This is NBC News. This is NBC News. All right. Over the weekend, conservatives led by Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a liberal, but he just happens to be in favor of freedom of speech. Tried to whip up right wing fury and manufacture a political scandal after Musk had promised to share evidence of Twitter wickedly wielding its influence over U.S. elections. Ultimately, the proof, in scare quotes, fell far short of being the smoking gun that right-wingers had promised. That's the extent to which this guy covers what is actually in the documents. He does not go deeper because to go deeper would be to expose the lie. I told you yesterday that what the left-wing media is doing and what they exist to do is to expressly stop questions from being asked, to suppress thought. He concludes, essentially what we got from conservatives was just a Twitter regurgitation of the same conspiratorial claims that got then-President Donald Trump impeached back in 2019. The Hunter Biden laptop story did not come out until October of 2020. There's no way that it got impeached in 2019, but that's okay. You don't have to be right on the left. You just have to be insistent. Democrats nefariously worked to suppress stories about unproven wrongdoing by Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, behavior that Trump and fellow Republicans baselessly allege the elder Biden worked to cover up as well. We got the elder Biden specifically expressly saying, that he never talked to his son about his business, while we've got evidence that he did talk to his son about his business. So that's what you get from MSNBC. Now, who writes such drivel? It wasn't Joy Reid herself. They probably don't let her blog because she tends to go off on transphobic and homophobic screeds when left to her own devices, as her old blog did. They hire people to do this. Some guy named Jahan Jones. And I thought, what the hell is a Jahan Jones? What is he... Who could write something like and just get the basics of impeachment wrong and not be fired? Well, it says Jahan Jones is the readout blog writer. He's a futurist and multimedia producer focused on culture and politics. His previous projects include Black Hair Defined and the Black Obituary Project. Yeah, that's... That's how you can get the facts so wrong. And uh, he'll have a job in perpetuity, just like she will. Because standards don't exist at NBC News. In the time we have left, I want to play you a couple audio clips. I want to play you the harpies on The View. It's kind of funny, the so-called conservative, the so-called Republican, Alyssa Farah, whatever the hell her married name is, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. She's talking about women helping women and women taking care of women and uh, how some of the worst people she's ever worked with were women. 
And she's lamenting the fact that some of the worst people she's ever worked for were women and how women need to support other women. And all the ladies in the view are like, this is their whole thing. Oh, women, we support women. And, of course, Anna Navarro, chunky A, sitting over there on the side, decides to say, well, that's your work experience. Women suck because you worked for Kellyanne Conway. She can't help but be nasty. Anna Navarro is a nasty person. I'm not just talking about her appearance. So um, then Alyssa, there's a little bit of a cat fight here. It gets a little catty here. I just love watching. They're talking about women need to support other women. And uh, then you get this. No, I think it is real, though. We, we've come a long way in kind of critiquing some of the, the male practices that are not helpful and that needed to be called out. And I think that women have made a ton of progress, but we can also be each other's worst enemies. It's still the case, and I hate to say it, some of the worst bosses I've had have been women and sometimes colleagues in the workplace who are women. And I always think of the Madeleine Albright quote. Well, that's There's what a- happens when you work with Kellyanne Conway. Oh. I mean... Well, I, I can't really get a word in without you attacking me, so I wouldn't say this is a oh, totally like different. This you isn't know. like a totally different environment of women supporting each other. <laughs> Anna Navarro is such a horrible person. The left can have her. The left deserves her. But you just sit there and you think, oh, she's trying to make a point. The view is all about women supporting women. I mean, not all women. It's kind of how the left really is. We wish to empower African Americans and blah blah blah. Not I mean, not conservative black people. Not them. They can go to hell. Forget them straight out. But but everybody else, like, okay, well, we see. They show you who they are. All you have to do is look. All you have to do is look. Speaking of showing you who these people are. I think this was libs of. It's hard to tell. There's a lot of libs of TikTok type accounts out there there's uh, i don't even remember what they are i follow a couple of them libs of tiktok is trying to like create their own personal under the person's name i can't remember her name i don't care what her name is um twitter account and so she seems like maybe the attention's going a little bit to her head i hope that isn't the case but that happens all often as people seem to think that they can uh, that they are what they do and like well it's pretty easy to do what you do you're just the one doing it now other people are doing it and they're doing it just as well if not better i think this is one from those one of those other accounts but it is an english teacher an english teacher talking about not supposed to teach people how to write people how to communicate people how to teach people how to use the language because without language we can't communicate we can't communicate then society falls apart. But we also have witnessed something, really, if you listen to anybody talk, communicate, younger people. I remember, and this was years ago, I came across one of my niece's MySpace pages. That tells you how long ago it was. And I I looked at it, and I, I was shocked at how illiterate it was. But it was a stylized choice of how illiterate. There, look, there's misspellings and I misspell. There's nothing about that. But it was written so poorly. So poorly. And every, it was, some words were in caps lock. Sometimes there was a letter that was capitalized and not capitalized and capitalized throughout a word. It was just everywhere. It's like, my God, what in the hell? Is a cat walk across the keyboard on this thing? I called my other sister. I'm like, what should I tell my sister? Like, 
you look at this, what's going on? And like, that's just the style. She'll grow out of it. And thankfully she did, but like really sort of horrifying. Like what kind of education is this person getting? And it was the style at the time. It was the, uh, is dumb, wildly stupid, but what kids were doing. And there's something to be said for that with slang and everything, but there, you can still learn, you should still learn the proper ways to communicate because that will serve you well. When you're 15 and you're talking about ain't got no blah, 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 and like, okay, that doesn't really matter, and you're interviewing Taco Bell to get the job. When you're 25 and looking to maybe start a career or get advanced in your career and you can't string together a coherent sentence or you send an email uh, that's illiterate, you're in trouble. So listen to this teacher. She's encouraging the latter. As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach high school English and whoo, the white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. In linguistic justice, April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? So this is the start of my series on teaching linguistics in high school. Ooh, in linguistic justice. Well, right there, you should be fired. This person should be fired. This person needs to be fired and sued civilly by former students who were hopelessly misinformed because the inability to communicate properly, either in written or in verbal form, will hinder your earnings potential for the rest of your life. Talk to anybody who just didn't learn proper communication in school. I know there's this belief on the left. That's just how some people talk. That's a cultural thing. No, stupidity is not a cultural thing unless you're a leftist. Then it is. A cultural thing. Anybody can learn how to communicate properly and it will immeasurably improve your lives. These people are not about that. They're about immeasurably damaging lives so that you vote Democrat forever so you're easy to mold. Maybe we'll get more into this tomorrow, but that's enough for today, I think. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a wonderful day. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow because the stupidity never stops. <laughs>